The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, before we get started, a quick story. Yes, my friend. I mean, Mike, I just got to tell you this. Do, do you know of all of the universities I work with Connect? And it's a lot. It's you a lot. You do. You're everywhere. No, listen, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, because, you know, I'm, I'm a lifetime member of the Florida State University Alumni Association. I'm an honorary alum from the University of Florida, and so mm-hmm. I joined that Lifetime Association. Yeah, go Gators. That's Please it. don't do that. I'm sorry. It's my show, Mike. It's your show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you know I'm teasing. And then you, know, my wife went to Ole Miss. Right. And so joined that one. So yeah, we're no. joined. So like, you know, we're, we're lifetime members of all three of those alumni associations. Right. Crazy, right? Right. But annoying, actually. Yeah. No, not annoying. Just no, crazy. it's the thing. Yeah. But of all those universities I were in, there's like we're 30 across the country, you know, but there's one that's the most special to my heart. Mm. Do you know that? I do know it. It is, and that university is Bethune Cookman University. Yeah, very special place to me. Yeah, because of your dad a lot. Well, because my dad, yeah, because yeah, it was right. the first university I exposed to as a kid. You know, my dad was dying; he was on hospice, and his last request before he left this earth was to endow a scholarship in his memory at Bethune Cookman University because he was so passionate about helping the students there. And now we have three scholarships at Bethune Cookman. Wow! So, would you believe today? Our guest, our students at Bethune Cookman University. How cool is that? First. This is the first. This is the time. first time we yeah. have students on, and they're active students at Bethune Cookman University. So, welcome, students. Thank you. Thanks for having so us. So glad to have you here, Janiah Jones. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, good, good. And you're a junior. Yes, sir. And you're from Jacksonville. I am. And your major is um, criminology, justice studies of some sort, something like that. Did Criminal I get right? justice. I'm Criminal justice. Yeah, I got it. Was good, got good, it. good. And with you here is Philip Henson. Is that right, Philip? Yes, sir. And you're from Quincy, Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's over there, Tallahassee way. Yes, sir. That's that part of the state. And you're also a junior. Yes, sir. And you're business administration. That's correct. Awesome. Awesome. So we're so glad to have you here. So first off, John, let's start with you. Okay. Um, so how do you like being at Bethune Cookman University? I actually love my institution. <laughs> do you? I do because I'm very involved and you know, you have wonderful administration. Mm-hmm. So I can say I love it. I'm almost done. One more year. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, somebody told me one time that the key to being successful at university, because some kids get lost. You know, some kids are great in high school and then they're like a valedictorian high school and they go to college and they just can't, they don't make it, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody said to me, the key for people, kids to make at universities, particularly when they're bigger, is to make a small, big university small. Right. So they get involved mm-hmm. and um, then they get connected and that creates this sort of family within a family. So is that true? That is very, very true, because these organizations, you know, we make it small and it helps you pick up new skills mm-hmm. that you'll have to use once you graduate. Gotcha. So tell me, uh, give me an example of something you're involved in that's made it kind of small. OK, I'm in Student Government Association. Okay. I am the vice president. I'm the student body vice president and leadership. You have to know how to lead. You know, once you graduate, you have to use that skill. And I can say it makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And with that skill, you can get anywhere. Stand out. You know, don't do too much, but stand out so these people know I'm different. You know, that is so interesting. So you're the vice president, student body for the entire, entire university. Yes, sir. Mike, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a really big deal. I mean, I look at that and like some student might go to a, 
uh, maybe it's a bigger name university or like that. But if they graduated, they kind of just did their thing. But then you're coming out of BCU and you're, you know, vice president. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's that as a as a potential employer. Mm-hmm. That speaks a lot to me. Uh, so I like that. That's cool. That's very cool. I love it. Philip, how about you? Have you been involved in some other activities? Uh, yes, sir, I have. Um, currently, I am serving as Mr. Junior for the, um, at Bethune-Cookman University for the academic school year. And I'm um, also a part of a great fraternity called Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. You know, <laughs> that's one of the best fraternities in the world. Okay, well, uh, hold that thought. Uh, so what was your the title you referred to? Is Mr. Junior? Is yes, that what you said? Mr. Junior. Mr. Junior. That's pretty impressive. So are, does that mean you're like the number one junior um, of uh, dudes at the whole university? I don't know. What does that mean? Um, really, it means that I'm kind of like... I would say the face of my class. Oh, know? wow. Yes. How about that? Yeah, so. Lucky that class. Very <laughs> fortunate. Very fortunate. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So that's giving you some good experiences. And then, um, you know, we're on air here. People can't see that what you're wearing, but you're wearing a very cool purple <laughs> hoodie with gold. And I knew that you're going to talk about your fraternity. So you mentioned it, but say it again, the, this fraternity you're involved in. Talk um, about Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Awesome. And that's been helpful to you. Yes, sir. And tell me what, like, why has that been helpful to you? Um, really, I'm a person that's big on networking, you know, mm-hmm. me being a business major at Bethune Cookman and networking is something that they preach each and every day, you know, at going through classes and things of that nature. So, uh, I can say that Omega Sci-Fi has built a lot of connections and helped me like meet a lot, lot of new people to build bridges with to better my future and things of that nature. That is so great. That's so great. And a lot of students don't learn that while they're in college, right? They don't start thinking until afterwards and you're learning it now, which yes, is key. Sir. I have a, um, partner um his name's kelly bergstrom mr bergstrom and i have a full ride scholarship at the university of florida we're talking about that earlier for their masters of real estate program which is the number one master's program in america and you can only get it if your undergraduate is from an hbcu isn't that cool so we're trying to trying to build that bridge but one of the things that's been a little bit frustrating is we don't we haven't got enough applicants to it and i was thinking recently maybe what i need to do is that somehow endow a scholarship through one of the uh black fraternities sororities and then they, they would help me network in that way, right? Because mm-hmm. so that, that connectivity, trying to make the right connections. Does that make sense? And that's sort yes, of sir. something we think about? Yes, sir. That's, that sounds like a good idea. That's cool. That's cool. So how about for you? Bethune-Cookman, been a good experience? Yes, sir. I, I loved it. Best decision I ever made. Really? Yes, sir. Uh, so that's a strong statement. So yeah. give me a little bit more life to that statement. Best decision you ever made. Okay. So, you know, me being from Quincy, Florida, um, I grew up around FSU and like FAMU, Florida Agricultural Mechanical University. And um, a lot of people back home, they always, like, either go to FSU or FAMU. It's never, like, any decisions outside of the, the rural area. So, you know, coming to Cookman was a decision because I wanted to get away from home and not, like, you know, try to be like everybody else, basically. I wanted to stand out and be alone, you know. So, and start new, start fresh. I uh, believe this or not, Philip, I, um, I have three older siblings. They all went to the same school. <laughs> and so when I went to FSU... Um, and I'm the youngest, like that was a big deal for me because I wanted to, I wanted to go to me in my own place. Right. And I want to do something different. So I, I like that. And I feel that. And it sounds like you really found a home there yes, and the things you're doing. And I kind of understand how, what you mean by your siblings. Cause I have two older sisters and my oldest sister went to, um, FAMU and my other sister went to FSU. So, oh, wow. So, that's yeah. right. Well, that's good. And so you grew up with that perspective and I'm sure you appreciate those fine universities at the same time. It's like, it's, it's your own space. My daughter, so I have a daughter that's a freshman in college, and I have another daughter that's a senior high school, and they both told me that they wanted to go to schools with no connections to me. So, you know, I talk about those 30 universities I work with. They didn't want to go to any of those 30. And then they also came up with a thing is they don't want me to ever guest lecture at their university while they're there. <laughs> and people think, like, they think that's, like, mean. It's not. I really respect it because they're trying to say, hey, Dad, I want my own space. 
I, I took one of them on tour of FSU and I'm a kind of omnipresent on FSU's campus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a lot of, I was involved in a lot of things. And so I'm proud of them finding their own space. So it sounds like for you, they're sort of finding your own space. Yes, sir. So yes. if you had to talk to um, a high school student that was thinking about college, um, you know, what would you tell them to do when thinking about making their own choice just in general? Do you have any advice you'd have for high school seniors? Um, I can say my number one thing is stay true to yourself. Hmm. You know, with college, you, you learn a lot. You're ignorant to a lot of things as well. And in the process, some people do lose themselves in trying to fit with this crowd, that crowd, or trying to get involved. And if you lose yourself, if you don't stay true to yourself, you'll be lost even after you graduate. So I feel like the number one thing is staying true to yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, staying true to yourself, finding yourself, building your own personality and not trying to build a personality based on the things you see around you, you know. Hmm. And um, I feel like if you just can stand out and be yourself, then college is a breeze. Hmm. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And so maybe for some kids, uh, if they were kind of, uh, you know, you've heard her expression of a helicopter parent. I was talking to a mutual friend one time about a, a helicopter parent. He goes, John, if that, that mom was helicopter parent, she was an Apache. You know, she was like right over the kid. And so sometimes those kids go to college and then they don't have that over them anymore. And so they've got to kind of figure that out and then be true to yourself. And for some people, they may not know what that is, right? right. So they got to kind of figure that out. So maybe they you know, try different clubs and different groups their freshman year. And I think getting really involved in your freshman year is a big deal too. Is, is that true? Yes. Because some kids, um, some kids are, they're so managed in high school, they go to college their freshman year, like, I want to do nothing, but then they never quite get in a rhythm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so you want to kind of like pour into things a little bit better so you figure that out. That's cool. Um, was there anything else happened like your freshman year that made it just a light bulb click for you that like, oh, this is the right place or this is the right path? For you, for you. Okay. Um, so for me, when we graduated high school, it was the COVID year, 2020. Mm -hmm. So when we got into college, COVID was still an on-current event. And um, <clears throat> I could say going to Cookman, like the environment that we had with meeting new people and things, and it kept my college experience for that year exciting because even though we couldn't do as many things we used to, like before COVID, you know, but the meeting new people, hanging out with each other, building these bonds and things of that nature actually made the going to college during COVID a better experience than it ever could have been. Well, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What's for you? Um, I have to say with COVID, you know, everything being online, it was way easier to network. So I can say, I'm like, oh, wow, like opportunity here, opportunity there, especially being a criminal justice major. Mm -hmm. I had a um, professor who actually was Went to the FBI. I had a lot of professors that had doctorates. So it was like, okay, a lot of opportunities here, a lot of connections. So it was a very, very great opportunity to just network. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want us to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more about your futures. So be ready for that, <laughs> students. I want to hear about this. And I want to ask you a little bit more about overall HBCU kind of world. Um, so, so grateful to have you here. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back at the Crossman Conversation. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, 
oppressed and persecuted. Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to -to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Once again, here is John Crossman. We are back with Janiah Jones and Philip Henson, two outstanding juniors from Bethune Cookman University. Thanks again so much for being here with us. Yeah, no problem. No so problem. let's let's talk a little, Janiah. Let's talk about you a little bit. Okay. Where are we going? You're going to graduate and you're become president of the United States. What are we doing with you? What's next hmm. for you? Okay, so I'm stuck between two different choices right mm-hmm. now because you know criminal justice, you can do so much. Right. So I'm thinking either law school hmm. or going federal. Mm, wow. Whichever, you know. But I'm thinking maybe law school. Okay, that's awesome. Maybe law school. That's very interesting. I know if you know this, but there's a law school in downtown Orlando, mm-hmm. 4 a.m., University of College of Law. So, And the dean, uh, Dean Keller, has been on the show. Really? Yeah, just don't know. I mean, you, know, you email me, may I connect you. I you know, there you go. So that's exciting. So law school or working uh, for the federal government? Yes, sir. That's cool. And what, what, what area of federal government what, would that look FBI. like? FBI. Wow. Wow. <laughs> My mother-in-law was with the FBI 35 years retired with them yeah so had a great experience started in dc and then was in their jackson office so very cool that's very cool how about you philip what are we doing with you philip what are we doing here what happens next okay so i always aspired to become a computer repair business owner wow you know? that's so, cool yeah, i want to like start up a business in the it industry you know because i always had a, a love for uh, information technology as a kid so you know things like computers or anything like that is always just gets me gets me going well you know i, I think the computer thing's going to catch on I think that's going to be a thing. So that sounds great. We need way more of that. Way that's more right. of that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Talk to me about this. Um, uh, if somebody didn't know anything about Bethune Cookman University, they just know anything about it, like, I don't, I'm not really familiar with that school. What would you want them to know? Like, if you didn't know anything about it, what would you want them to know? Um, I would want them to know it's a very small but powerful campus, being that um, the name we have on it, mm-hmm. Mary McLeod Bethune which she's worked with a few presidents, actually. She's done a lot just in the nation. Mm-hmm. So very small campus, but very, very powerful. Absolutely. Um, I would let people know that Bethune-Cookman is an institution with a lot of history, you know? So I know a lot of people just go to school for different programs and just like for career choice, you know, it's good for career choice in their fields and things they want to pursue and things like that. But at Bethune, it's like a lot of history, just how she mentioned uh, Dr. Bethune, but other folks like Dr. Bronson or 
You know, even organizations on campus have a lot of history. The the built Cookman, the Cookman where it is now. So yeah. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Bronson and my, my dad were good friends. They were very very close. I actually got a really sweet picture of the two of them hugging at my dad's 60th birthday party, which was a long time ago. You know, I uh, Philip, I'm a real lover of history. I, I really and I I love learning about it and going to historic places. And I appreciate what you said. And I I feel like if you're a Floridian, there's certain key people you need to be aware of as a Floridian. Like why is our state the way it is? And so uh, a simple example would be Walt Disney. Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we all knew Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Another one that's a, a, not everyone would know would be Henry Flagler. You know, he yes. brought, the, brought the railroad through, right? That's that's a big deal without Henry Flagler. I mean, he helped like, create our, our two biggest industries of agricultural and uh, tourism. And in the same sentence, you would say Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune. And, you know, we've had um, uh, two U.S. senators on this show, and both of them we talked about Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune. Uh, Senator Rick Scott, who's in office today, and uh, Senator George Lemieux, who actually wrote a book about the top 25 most influential people in our state's history. And he talked about Miriam Claude Bethune. Mm. And I was actually at the unveiling of her statue mm-hmm. in the U.S. Capitol building, which was very cool. And, you know, I watched uh, Nancy Pelosi and Marco Rubio speak back to back. I mean, when does that happen, right? <laughs> U.S. history. <laughs> and they were back to back and both talking about her. And the other cool thing I want to mention to you is that I got to meet um, Eleanor Roosevelt's granddaughter mm. was there at the event. I got a picture taken with her. Because she was there, I respect to Dr. Uh, Mary McClellan because her grandparents were so close. Is that amazing? That's wonderful. I meet people who are, don't really know anything about the university or never been to Florida or anything, but they respect her because they're just lovers of U.S. history. Like, I mean, that's the kind of power of that name. So, Phil, to your point about, like, legacy and history of it, it's a big deal. And so all Floridians should know that, I think. It's pretty cool stuff. Let me ask you about this. Um, just about HBCUs in general, and I have my own thoughts about HBCUs. They're all positive, by the way. They're all positive. But some people don't understand the concept of it. Like somebody might say, well, what is an HBCU and why, why would you recommend a student should attend an HBCU? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, me, I would recommend the HBCU because um, a lot of times most HBCU campuses are pretty small, you know, and like, so them being small, it builds that family environment that some students have been like longing for, like for a long time and things of that nature. So, you know, if you never really had a good connection with your teacher all through like high school and middle school and things of that nature, going to the HBCU will like change that perspective. Like you can actually have one-on-one conversations with your professors and not feel awkward about it, you know, things like that. Approachable. Got it. I would I would definitely have to say the one on ones that you can have with your professors, your deans, and even, you know, chair members, it's it's like no other. And not only that, you're surrounded by people just like you know, you've you're you're just you're just with people that's like you. And you know, we all have our own personalities, but it's like, okay, we've probably gone through the same exact thing. We can grow for this, we can keep going. And it's really you can't find it anywhere else. Well, is it okay with you if I give my opinion? Yes. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, okay. So first thing I would say is this. Visualize this. What if a kid growing up in, let's pick, Western Florida, um, is a nice, good kid, and they happen to be Mormon, right? They're a Mormon kid. And they go through the whole life experience, kind of like being the only Mormon kid or one of you in an environment. And they go to college, and they go to BYU. And boom, they go to BYU, and the whole four years there, they're surrounded by all these Mormons, and they get to get deeper into their faith and meet people that from all around the world. And then they graduate from there and then they move, you know, to, you know, I don't know, Chicago or something. And, but they had this experience in life where they had these people that were really pouring into them 
and a lot of ways they could connect to them, right? That mm-hmm. makes sense. So like somebody said to me one time, I was like, well, do we still need HBC, HBCUs? And I said, well, do we still need BYU, right? Like there's a reason for that. Or here's another example is like, how about the military academies, right? Do we still need military academies? You know, like lots of universities have RTC programs and they're really, really good. But we all know that like if you go to like West Point or Annapolis or something like that, it's it's just different because you have 100% of the population is focused on this one thing. So when people ask me, do we still need HBCUs? I'm like, absolutely we do. There's a real, there's a real purpose and mission to them. The thing about HBCUs that's, I think, uniquely different that employers need to understand is, is they tend to move in unity. Like if you, um, if you had a company based in San Diego and you endowed a scholarship at Bethune-Cookman, which you should San Diego, by the way, and um, <laughs> you happen to have a job availability in Portland and a, a Howard grad hears about that job opening and they hear about that scholarship in San Diego, you doubt it with Cookman, that matters to them because the reverse would be true. Right. Right. And so they tend to move in unity. You're not going to hear uh, Oklahoma fans cheering for Texas, right? That's just not a thing. Or we could joke out Florida, Florida state, but even though family and Bethune Cookman compete, there's also a community to it. That's very real. Right. right? That family grad's going to help with them. Cookman grad and vice versa as what a Morehouse ad was a Fisk, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I also think that there is a lot more unity throughout life. You're both, I'm sure, going to graduate and do great things. And 20 years from now, you get some big promotion. You'll get more embraced by that community. They keep cheering you all the way through. That's not true for all universities. Some universities sort of forget about you. <laughs> uh, but that's not true with BCU and, and other HBCUs. Is that is that correct? Did I get that right? No, oh, you're absolutely yeah. correct. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So after you leave BCU... And some freshmen are coming in and they hear about you, they hear about you, and they're talking about you. What do you want the students to say about you and what you did at your time at BCU? How do you want to be remembered uh, by other students? Hmm. That's actually a good question. It's, I was actually uh, discussing this with somebody the other day, but um, I would want people to be like that. Philip was a was a stand up guy on campus, you know, and he was a guy that always had his hands in everything, every different aspect of, on campus, you know, always involved with different organizations and things of that nature. Um, and yeah, so it'd be like that he did a lot to leave a great legacy behind as a graduate of a Bethune Cup University. Philip Philip was a servant leader here on campus. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, does that, sir. That, that that sound right? Yes, sir. I see that. And I feel that. How about you, John? How about you? I would want them to say that I did my part. I did everything I could do. You know. So, you know, I entered to learn mm-hmm. and then I'm going to depart to serve. So I just want, I want them to say, she did a job well done. Yeah. So you came in and you did apply yourself. Mm-hmm. You were all in yeah. as far as your learning experience, both academically and in kind of the societal kind of way. And now you're ready to go to this next, uh, this next space. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> That's cool. That feels good. All right. Um, do you have any other questions for me or anything else you want to know from my perspective? What are your ties to Bethune-Cookman University? What are my ties to Bethune-Cookman University? So I knew about uh, Bethune-Cookman before I knew about any other university uh, because of, of my dad. And then, uh, so we endowed the scholarship in my dad's memory in 2014. And then, gosh, I think around 2017, I endowed the scholarship um, from my company for students interested in career real estate. And last year, I endowed a scholarship in my mom's honor. My mom's still living. And my mom's been a writer and she has a published book of poetry and she actually wrote a novel. And so I did it for students interested in a career in um, journalism or writing, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, and then now I'm, I serve as a trustee on top of all that. So I serve as a trustee at VCU and then, um, you know, try to do all that I can. You know, let me tell you this about uh, supporting universities. Here's what universities need. They need people that give money and that's at any dollar amount. You know, when you graduate, I, I'm not kidding you, give $5. 
if you're like, John, I can only afford five bucks. That's fine. We need kids to, to alum to give it even a little bit. But you give, you raise, ask your company to match. Like, hey, I'm giving five. My company matches five. That's a big deal. You come back, you guest lecture, you mentor students, you hire interns, you hire grads. If you do those seven things, and it's really not that big of a deal, but if you do those seven things, it'll put you in the top 1% of any university in America. Absolutely. Like people wonder like, how did I, who went to FSU, become an honorary alum from UF? Because I did those things. I did those things to help UF. So keep that in your mind, that simple list of things you can do. It's really impactful. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been just so delightful. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I support you guys. And I hope you'll stay in close touch and let us know how we continue to be a resource to both of you. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, This has been the Crossman Conversation. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.